Hey everybody, this is Ray Felsch, and this is Have Not Seen This Beyond the Screen. Happy Monday to you. Hope everybody is going to have a good week this week. Hope you had a good week last week. I had to take a week off. Just had too much on my plate, but I'm back this week and uh, here to kind of go beyond the screens as we do on our Monday episode. We'll start off like we normally do with the Friday Inquiry, which uh, again, last week didn't have one because it was a little too far behind. But the week before I did, of course, if you remember that week, we talked about uh, the King of Comedy with Robert De Niro. And if you recall, if you're a regular fan of the podcast, you know I'm not the world's biggest Robert De Niro fan, but I made a comment to Thomas in that episode that I might be turning around on that because I guess I'm now seeing the right movies and seeing some versatility in him. And that comes to thanks to Owen Merritt bringing me, you know, The Mission or uh, getting to see Midnight Run thanks to Aaron Martinez and, and of course, The King of Comedy, which Thomas brought. And those are all really solid performances and show some diversity in De Niro's performances. So the Friday inquiry question I asked was that I admitted I might be turning around on De Niro, who's an actor you initially didn't care for, but eventually came around to liking. On Facebook, where we're at Have Not Seen This Podcast, Chris Talent said Nick Cage. Uh, and I asked him what turned him around on Cage, and he said, ironically, it was the older movies I saw him in, like Raising Arizona and Honeymoon in Vegas. The newer ones where he just plays himself is where I thought he just phoned it in, like Vince Vaughn, which sounds like Chris might need to be turned around on Vince Vaughn as well. Uh, M. Glenn Gore said Brad Pitt. I thought he was just another pretty face, but the one-two punch of Seven and Twelve Monkeys turned me all the way around on him. Now, I have to admit, I didn't see some of Brad Pitt's really early stuff where he kind of was just a pretty face. One of his first movies that I saw was 12 Monkeys, and his performance in that film is just undeniably brilliant. Uh, and he's done quite a few fantastic films since then. Chris Eklund uh, shared a, a very popular one, Leonardo DiCaprio. David Roby said, if we're only going to go with one, somebody already said Leo DiCaprio, so I'll go with Chris Evans. Um, and I can kind of understand that with Chris Evans as well. Uh, also kind of falling into that same area where he started off as kind of a pretty boy and has turned out to be someone of, of decent substance. Um, Marcus Stefanski said Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt and then changed his mind. He said, on second thought, I've always liked Brad, but I'll stick with my Leo decision. He definitely started coming around for me with Man in the Iron Mask and then Catch Me If You Can was a game changer for me. I would have said Gangs because that came next for him, but I didn't see it until much later. Uh, Price Ash said Channing Tatum, and I asked again what turned you around on him, and he said 21 Jump Street. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio, I kind of agree, he started off again as that pretty boy, you know, you have roles like Romeo plus Juliet and, of course, Titanic, where he essentially his job was to be a pretty face, but I agree that he is an actor of substance. I've really enjoyed watching his career. I think his performance in The Aviator and in J. Edgar are phenomenal performances, and I think it was a shame that he didn't get his Oscar until much later. Hopefully he will get some more now that that he's actually gotten some accolades. Can't say I've turned around on Channing Tatum, though. I'm still not the biggest fan of him. Um, Gabriel Millikay said, Hugh Grant for me, I've done a complete 180 on that guy. Uh, which I, I'm seeing the trend here that these are all actors who were uh, kind of pretty boys at first. And then Beth Smith Stockner said, tend to go the other way. I start off liking them and then end up disliking them, which, as I told her, that's a completely different conversation. There are so many actors that that could be true of, especially with information that's come out in the past few years. There's a lot of actors that we all as a society have kind of turned around on. We'll maybe save that question for another day. That 
that wasn't this question. Uh, over on Twitter, where I have not seen this, uh, Thomas Mariani at Not The Who's Tommy said, when Luke Evans first showed up in stuff like Fast and Furious 6 or The Hobbit films, I thought he was a pretty bland screen presence, yet he's gradually become a saving grace of bad movies like Ma, Beauty and the Beast 2017, or Girl on a Train. Dude just needs to get a better agent. And I, I haven't seen a whole lot of Luke Evans stuff, so I'm going to take Thomas's word for it. Uh, the Kunka said... Seth Rogen, all the movies he did that the basis seemed to center around being high or tripping turned me off, but his more serious roles are just normal funny routines have made me laugh enough to make up for the past. Uh, I, I agree with that one as well. Rogen uh, has also turned into a pretty savvy producer as well. Uh, a lot of the, the TV shows that I tend to like these days turn out to have been produced by Rogan. James Rodriguez also said Nicolas Cage. I saw him as a meme, but films such as Mandy and Kick-Ass really turned me around on him and show how fantastic he can truly be. And boy, howdy said both Jennifer Lopez and Rihanna have grown on me. And I'm trying to think of a Jennifer Lopez role that I've really liked her in. Um, I can think of a couple for Rihanna, so I can totally see that. I also find it interesting that Drew, uh, boy, howdy is at Drew M. Meyer. Uh, Drew brings up the only female uh, actors who were mentioned in all of my answers. It, it tends to be the pretty faces that we discount as just being good looking and then they turn out to be of substance. So anyway, that's the answers to the Friday inquiry. As usual, I'll post a question on Friday, usually inspired or related to that week's movie and uh, look for your answers so we can talk about them here. Um, this week's movie, I'm going to get to in just a second, but it kind of inspired a little rant that I'm going to go off on here. And that is that this week's movie is a Fox searchlight picture, uh, you know, which was Fox's independent studio. That's what they used to release the independent films that they would buy up. And I had to rent this movie. Not that I have a problem with renting movies that people pick for the podcast. I have zero problem with that whatsoever. But I kind of have a problem with having to rent a Fox searchlight picture because Fox is now owned by Disney and Disney has their own venue for this Disney plus, of course. Now, they have gone out of their way to make sure that the content that's released on Disney plus, especially in the United States, stays family friendly. They don't want their PG-13, their hard R stuff on Disney plus. And I can respect that. The movie that we watched this week is available, however, on Disney Plus overseas. So there's a lack of consistency there. And if Disney doesn't want to release it on Disney Plus, they also own Hulu. So I should not have had to pay extra to rent this movie this week because I already have subscriptions to Disney Plus and Hulu. So I really wish Disney would get some consistency with how they're releasing titles, both locally and internationally. And also, if they're going to make it available for streaming internationally, then go ahead and make sure you put it up on one of your services here in the States, because there's no reason why I should have had to pay extra for a movie that people internationally are able to access. So that's my little rant. But the movie this week uh, is a movie from 2013, which I had not seen, so fitting for the podcast. Uh, and it's The Way Way Back, which I uh, is another one of those movies I highly recommend you check out. I could not believe how much I liked this movie. It comes to us this week from Mike Burton, who's a new guest. He hosts the Genuine Chit Chat podcast. And uh, I can't wait for you to hear our conversation about this movie because 
it, it's a fantastic conversation, but I also just fell in love with this movie. Um, and, and that was a process, which I'll talk about in the episode. It wasn't something that happened immediately, even though it has a phenomenal cast. Um, but it's totally a movie worth checking out, and you'll hear our conversation about that later this week. So that's going to do it, keeping it short this week for the Beyond the Screens, because last week I was uh, overwhelmed, and, and this week, frankly, I'm, I'm quite, <laughs> quite busy as well. Uh, but I wanted to make sure I got something out there get my little rant in that kind of thing so we will see you on thursday for our regular episode uh, where we look at the way way back until then hope you have a great week and be kind to each other